Thank you for tuning in to this edition of Kingsway Podcast from Pastor Sean. You are about to hear a message from a recent Sunday service. We consider it a privilege to be on a spiritual journey with you. So take a few moments with us and allow God to inspire you today. Funny story about a collect phone call. It goes something like this. The mother of the family, let's call her Miss Marcia, she goes away on a business trip, and on this business trip, she wants to make a phone call home, and this is back in the times where we had collect calls. You remember those? It's a landline, millennials, and it means you couldn't pay for your phone call, so you needed to call and ask for, anyway. So it was a collect call, and Martina, Marcia calls home, and her little child answered the phone, maybe five or six, and the operator, as he always does, says, I have a Miss Marcia on the line. Will you accept the charges? Frantically, the child drops the phone, runs outside. Dad, Dad! They have mom and they want money. <laughs> there is a call, church. There is a calling, church. The Lord is calling the next one. The Lord is calling you. Kingsway in 2016 refined, polished, and perfected the best that we could. 13 ministries. We got rid of a bunch. We've invested in 13. There was no magical reason to 13. It just happened to be that way. As we began to focus at the end of 17 on what God was doing, a new thing, and we began to plan for 2018, and we looked at the ministries that have just started new ministries, ministries that have started but yet quite haven't gotten off the ground yet, ministries who've gotten off the ground but need an extra oomph, we realized those ministries, the new ministries, there's 13 additional ministries we're trying to invest in. Maybe they all won't survive. Maybe they all won't give fruit. But there's been many people who have come and, and different people who want to participate. With 13 new ministries, doubling our ministry size in general, there is no doubt that God is calling you. God is calling you. I want you, hopefully everyone got a bulletin. We print out bulletins every week. Hopefully you have a bulletin. I want you to, to grab your bulletin. I want you to open it up. Uh, if you don't read our bulletins often, this is the day to do it. You can look in. You can share with your spouse. It's a good time to get close to your honey and look over her shoulder. Put your arm around somebody and, and, and read what's in there. In there is a number of opportunities going on at Kingsway right now. I think I have eight opportunities. So I'm going to tell you this service is about what Sue was saying and confirming standing right here about Kingsway going to the next level. You know, it looks different at the next level. The ministries will look different. The leaders will look different. There won't be just one person doing it all. I assure you of that. Do you want to be a part of that? Do you want to heed what God is saying? There is much to do, church. And it will not be by might. I will not force it. It will not be by power. I will not persuade you. It will be by his spirit. Now, as you're thinking about opportunities, you think about the conviction that I'm about to lay on you with this message, I want to tell you that when we commit at Kingsway, there's no indefinite commitments. There's no committing forever. 
I, I think that that is not being a good steward with ministry or commitments. At, at Kingsway, when you commit to ministry, we want to put a time and a season for it, a time to evaluate you, a time to train you, a time for you to re-up. So all the commitments, if you decide to do anything at Kingsway, if you come up to us, and after the service, Bridget will be with a clipboard outside asking for help and allowing you an opportunity to sign up for things. She'll be up there. If you sign up for anything, the maximum you'll sign up for is three months. It won't kill you won't hurt you, and most of those are, are, are not even every day. They're every week or every other week or every month. But I want to remind you of this. Some of you say, I have children, three, four children. Yeah, yeah, I, I know about that. I have a few children. Some of you say, well, I'm married, and we have a lot of cooking and cleaning and laundry to do. Yeah, yeah, I have two sets of laundry rooms at my house. Some of you may say, well, I work busy jobs, and I travel a lot. I booked over 80 nights at Marriott last year, and I had probably about 400,000 miles booked on airlines. Yeah, I know. Let's see, some of you may say, uh, well, you know, extracurriculars. You know, you don't understand, Sean, you know, the grandkids are the kids. So my oldest is in varsity basketball games three times a week. My middle child, Lance, is in middle school basketball twice a week plus practice seemingly every day. Madison is swimming. Um, she wants to do gymnastics, karate, and um, probably soccer. So I don't know how that's going to work out. And my little one, Griffin, well, he just rules the roost because every time he has a moment to talk, it's game time. Let's play a game. So if you're busy, I understand it. I get it. I'm with you. I feel it. But I want to remind you of something. I want to read a story to you because I want to make sure I get it right because maybe this will help before we get into the word. I want to remind you of this story. This is a fantastic word here. John Kenneth Galbraith, he was a noted economist in the early 1900s. He was called upon by many dignitaries and professionals to sort out economic markets. He had a smart mind. He wrote the following story in his own autobiography about his own housekeeper. Quote, it had been a wearying day, and I had asked Emily to hold all phone calls while I take a nap. Shortly thereafter, the phone rang. Lyndon Johnson was calling from the White House. Quote, he is sleeping, Mr. President. He said not to disturb him. Well, wake him up. I want to talk to him. No, Mr. President, I work for him, not you. When I called the president back, he scarcely could control his pleasure. Tell that woman I want her here in the White House. Emily, the housekeeper, understood an important truth. She was a servant to one man and obeyed his wishes explicitly. Her loyalties were to Mr. Galbraith alone. What an example of a servant. Church, get this now. God has called you. He has created you. He has sent you. You work for him. I don't care what job you do. I don't care how much you get paid. I don't care what your responsibilities are at home. First and foremost, you serve him. And don't get me twisted. I believe that our spiritual walk is primarily the number one priority. Number two should be your family. Number two. The greatest ministry on the planet Earth is that of the marriage and of the parenting. After that comes your job and the things you have to do, and then comes ministry. Yes, those are the areas of priorities. I agree with that. But I'm telling you that often is we put work in our life above because we have bosses, spouses, kids who are telling us what to do, and God is calling you first and foremost, and you work for him. Amen? Amen. Who is God calling? 
It's an important question. The scripture says it like this. Even us, the word says. On a count of three, I want you to say even us. One, two, three. Even us. Even you are called. The scripture says, whom he also called, not only from the Jews, but also from the Gentiles. Gentile is a fancy Bible word. It basically means not Jewish. Jewish people were the people everyone respected as the priests and the Sadducees and Pharisees. They were, they were the smart ones. They were the ones elected by God. They were the ones who were going to go to heaven and could read the Bible. No, the Gentiles were the ones that were unbelievers, sinners. So whether you are Jew or Gentile today, he has called even you. He is calling everyone. You have no excuse. Abraham, he was too old. Josiah, he was too young. Sarah, she laughed at God's promises. Moses, he questioned all of them. David, well, he had an affair and then killed a man. Paul, he persecuted Christians. Jacob, he lied. Peter, he denied Christ. What's your excuse for not serving God today? What's your excuse for not being a stalwart at Kingsway Christian Center? Because some of the stalwarts are moving on. In my ministry here at Kingsway, as lead pastor, this is the first ministry lead who's been here forever, who is walking to her next destination, and God is calling everyone. As I looked at this, and you know I love scripture, I love words, I really wanted to focus on this word calling, and there's, there's so much to speak about with calling and being called and the called, and I was reading the Greek and the Hebrew, and I was, I was understanding kaleo and understanding what this word means, and I realized what this message is about. I'm going to get into it with a little bit of Bible verses so you can follow me. Because the called is all of you. Calling. Who is the calling for? Well, I said it's even us. It's everyone. You see, the root called is part of a bigger word that we call calling out. And the calling out, this term calling out in the uh, Greek when it was first used was Ecclesia, and it is the Greek word for a word that you know very well. It's the word you're sitting in right now. It's the word you use all the time called church. You see, church means to be called out, to be separate, to be called. So everywhere in Scripture you see called out, it's referring to the church. Now, before there was the word church, before they called the gathering, they just called it the called or the called out, and so they used it over and over and over again in Scripture. The church is you. The church is the gathering of the believers, Jew and Gentile. The church is those who are journeying through the spiritual walks of life, trying to figure it all out together. That's what makes the church. Sometimes it happens in a home group. Sometimes it happens in a basement. Sometimes it happens in a beautiful sanctuary like this one. You are the ones that are called out. You are the ones that are called out at Kingsway. You are the church congregation. And as Jesus would speak it, and as the prophets would speak it, and as disciples would speak it, before they called it the church, they just called it the called, the called out, the gathering. All the same word, ecclesia. 
So church, I want you to get a hold of this. What if? What if? Last week, I started this, what if something goes away? What if there was no more? Last week, I mentioned, what if there was no more prayer? What if your prayer wouldn't be answered? Would it even matter? Are you praying prayers that matter? Are you praying prayers that change the world so that if they were answered, it would make a difference? Because prayers that don't change the world, well, if they're not answered, it really doesn't make a difference. Today, I ask you an even bigger and brighter question. What if there was no more church? What if the church you attend just disappeared? Now, you may say that is a curse if the church just disappeared. Generally speaking, this happens because the doors close. The mortgage or the rent doesn't get paid, utilities doesn't get paid, uh, there's sin in a church or some otherwise, there's a, a, a dissonance, there is an argument that splits a church, it splinters off. All sorts of reasons churches close doors and sometimes are repurposed for other things and sometimes other churches come in. But today I want you to think today, the church you attend if you're listening online or if you're here at Kingsway or maybe you're visiting today, the church you call home, what if it ceased to exist? The question is, would it matter? Now, immediately you may say, well, it matters to me. It matters to you. Because church is important, right? Well, church is a place where you conduct ministry. Some of you have started ministry. Some of you are engaged in ministry for the first time in your lives. And Kingsway has given you an opportunity to be a part of a ministry that you never were. You would need to find that. You would need to find another home church, possibly. Some of us are so good at finding home churches, bop, 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 bop. If one church disappeared, it wouldn't matter. They would just go find another one. And some people will just join any ministry and do anything, so it won't really matter. They'll just find another one. But I tell you, this church, it means something to some people the messages that we preach speak to them. The worship that we sing encourages them. It brings them power. The prayers that we pray are warfare in this community. But would it matter if we shut our doors? Now, this pastor believed it did. This pastor believed very deeply that if those doors shut, this community would be wrought. And by this community, I mean each and every one of you as well as those around us. You see, there are many in this community that never stepped foot at Kingsway that are reaping the benefits of Kingsway being here. You see, there is spiritual warfare taking place in this world. And we fight it every day in this building. The question is, do you believe that you're world changers? Do you believe that you can change the world? Do you believe this church is part of the history of the world? Do you believe that the world would change. Does KCC, does Kingsway make a difference? I want you to think about that for 2018. And for those of you who believe that Kingsway does make a difference and the world would change if the door shut, now I want you to think, how can Kingsway make a bigger difference in 2018? I believe strongly that Kingsway is to be a place of healing I believe it's to be a place where babies are born. I believe it's to be a place where marriages are supported and encouraged. We're a family church. And the salvation of Jesus Christ can be preached to the families in a multitude of ways. I believe we're a church where friends can come and feel comfortable and feel welcome and feel involved and feel like they have a place 
to get in to get inserted I feel that Kingsway is a place of change and I believe that 2018 is going to continue to confirm that that God will change lives change ministries Church I tell you today that there are spiritual giants all throughout this congregation all throughout. When I sat down with the pastors this week and I started to write names down and I started to look at the history, the tradition, the lineage, the power, the seasoning, the, the, the history of individuals in this church and we started writing names down about those who are not yet in ministry, those who could probably run entire ministries by themselves the number was very alarming. There is, I'm telling you, and I feel confident by percentages here, there is not another church in this area, probably in this city or in this state, that percentage-wise has more seasoned, trained leaders than Kingsway does. You were shocked by how long our list was. You see, church is a calling a calling out. It is a gathering. It's much like this. You see, are you going to raise your hand when God calls? God is calling out. He is separating you from those in your neighborhood, from those at your workplace, from those in your society or community, calling you out in ministry to do something different. And this isn't just preaching or leading worship. This could be anything like cleaning up donuts after church on Sunday. And much like raising your hand, you get called on by God. And at times, many times, by the way, if you've served ministry for very long, you know that God will call on you if your hand's not even raised. I would just prefer that you would acknowledge it. You see, being separated out is important. It is a concept of Scripture. It is key in Scripture. I love my unbelieving friends. I spend time with my unbelieving friends. I go to parties with my unbelieving friends but I don't participate in the things that they participate in, not all of the time. You see, the salt that the Bible talks about is separate from the food that it flavors. We are to be salt in this world, but we are to be separate. In other words, there's things in your life that you do every day. What have you separated out of your life to do just for God? That you may say, well, that's I minister and I, I, I tell people about Jesus or I pray for people. Do you? Do you do it enough? Kingsway is a tremendous opportunity for you. This building, this congregation is like none other. I cannot keep saying that. We aren't a bunch of new believers. We aren't a bunch of people in this church who are trying to figure out what Scripture says. When Sue tells us we need to dive into Word, it's not because we need to read it for the first time. It's because we need to illuminate and inspire our spirits to do what we were called to do, church. And this is not a mantle or a prophecy coming from Pastor Sean. This came from before me to Wyatt, to Terry. How many times did Terry tell you that we are sending out leaders and going to the next level? And before that, Potter, when he built this building. And before that, Valentine. And before that, Vaughn. How many times do you need to hear it now just from a younger guy? What should the church be doing? What is this gathering, this calling, this, this time that we spend together? What would happen if we closed those doors? 
What should a church be doing in every church? Let's get some fundamentals by looking at Scripture. When you look at Scripture, it becomes very easy. Once I discovered this, I just went through Scripture. I looked for the Greek word called out, ecclesia. I looked for its root, kaleo. I started searching all of the Greek words in the New Testament because that's what it was written in. And it became so obvious. I, like, didn't need a concordance anymore. I didn't need to look up church anymore. It became so easy. Let's look. The Bible says simply in Luke chapter 5, verse 32, I have come to call not those who think they are righteous, but those who know they are sinners and need to repent. You see, the church is to call us out of sin. It is the function, primary function of the church. We need to be comfortable being called out, church. If you're a sinner, which we all are, but if you're living the life of sin, you need to be comfortable getting called out because we will do that. It is for your benefit. It is for God's glory. And you see, it says right there, the church is for those who know they're sinners. Hopefully, through the sermons and through the Spirit calling you and drawing you, he will illuminate your sin to you and allow you to transform your life through Jesus Christ. But if you don't think you're a sinner, if you think life is perfect, this isn't the church for you because we are not perfect. We got a lot of warts. We got a lot of problems. Our ministries aren't great, and we need help. And there are going to be people who join those ministries who make mistakes, and that's okay because we will learn from those mistakes. We will repent, church, and that's what we need to be able to do. Amen? Amen. Let's keep looking at scripture. Matthew 21, 13. My house will be called a house of prayer. To call out. You see, it's to call out. It's not just to name. This wasn't the word to name, like I name you, Chuck. This was to call out of something. To call and draw out of something. This was, this was, this was like people in a group. There are lots of buildings, lots of houses. I call this house out to be a house of prayer. That is what the gathering of the saints is supposed to be. A time and a gathering of prayer, church. That is why I believe so strongly in it. Every time we meet, I get you together and I practice prayer with you. I get you to pray with one for another it is important and church by the way there's a lot to pray for just in case you want some details sure i'll give you some details the lobby heater it broke last week that's why it was freezing and i said praise god because now everybody won't hang out in the lobby they'll come in the sanctuary but we had to hire a guy. We had to get up there. We can't fix the HVAC that's over the lobby because it's too old. They need to fabricate parts. We start doing that, thank God, in like zero degree temperature. We found some people to fabricate parts, fix the parts, say hallelujah. He goes, but what's going on over there? I said, I don't know. He says, that one's making a weird sound. Another unit up there. Let's go take a look at that unit. We take a look at that unit, which heats the gym, and it's making sounds, but it's not producing any heat. That's not good. We don't want a noisemaker. We want a heater. He looks at it and says, we need another one of these parts, but I don't have the parts to fabricate. Okay, Lord, what are we going to do? I don't know what we're going to do. So he's scrounging around. I said, salvage. He's looking at parts. He says, you know what? Just so you know, the heater means the gym's probably freezing. I walk in there at about 30 degrees of the gym, and then I realize, oh, no, the rest of the back of the church is probably 30 degrees where the pipes are. And lo and behold, I walk into, I don't know, uh, a couple inches full of a flood because the kitchen's pipes burst. Thank God for Brother Clarence who jumped right to it. How about the oldest man in the church doing the most work? Amen, brother? 
He got right to it. He fixed that flood like it was nothing. He moved gallons and gallons of water almost on his own. I was helping him, but I couldn't keep up with him, honestly. So we got the water fixed. We ended up fixing, knocking the walls out and finding the leak and, and fixing that for the time being and begin to insulate that and go back to the roof. And he, he's trying to salvage a part and, and, you know, we'll work on that. But, you know, here we are then Monday, no heat. Tuesday, we had a group in here trying to fill the gym. It was freezing. But I tell you, it's amazing about our groups at this church. I don't care where you are, what you're part of. If you come to Kingsway, there's something about the future and hope of Kingsway. Those people came on Tuesday night and they endured despite how cold it was, jackets and all, I think looking at their own smoke. But we push through, don't we, Kingsway? Amen. See, miracles happen when we pray, so we need to pray. So we've already found the one part. We got the part on, but we weren't praying big enough because it was more than one part that it needed. So I was like, Lord, this story is going to be a good one. Let's keep praying. Amen. We're going to be a house of prayer church. Pray specifically. Pray urgently. Pray with confidence. Here's another one I found. 1 Peter 2.9. For he called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. This means all of that stress and burden, all of that, that drudgery you work through and walk through, he's calling you out of that into his light. This is not just out of sin. This is into his calling, into his will, into his glory. He's called you into this church. That's what Kingsway, that's what church is supposed to be, a place where people feel included, a place where people feel like they have something to do, a place where people feel the light. This is salvation. This is restoration. This is a call to other one and everyone for ministry. Look what the word says before this. It says, the reason I do this is because you are God's very own possession. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God. Church, I want you to hear today, the reason why I'm saying this is it's not about you it's not about what you have done or what you haven't done. It, it's not about the training you have received or haven't received. It's not about your history. Is it good enough or is it not? I, I can probably tell you it's not good enough because no goodness will get us into heaven, only his goodness. He makes us righteous. He loves us more than we can love him. He calls us. He can do the good work. We just need to be willing and obedient. Did you hear that earlier? To move to the next level. We must need to be willing and to be obedient. I know I'm preaching fast, but the reason why is I know you get it. Some of, some of this is preaching to the choir. I get that. But 2018, it will be different. I don't know all the answers, but I can't go through a year. And 17 wasn't like that. The amount of accomplishments in 17 are too far to list right now. Actually, we're drafting a memo and we'll send them home to you. What the Lord has done in families, in finances, in this building, in this congregation, in healing is too long to list. But in 18, it just can't be worship and preaching, worship and preaching, a little pray. Worship, preaching, worship, preaching, a little pray. Lives must be changed, hopefully without the worship or the preaching. Lives must be saved. Do you understand? Our children must hear the word of God. Our children must go into school and be thankful for who God is. Our, our teenagers must be telling no to the things that are around them and influences around them and saying yes to what God has for them. Our women need to learn how to get into the word of God and stand up in confidence and be bold. Our men need to know how to humble themselves in this world and say no to the things that attract them. Do you understand? This church needs to be more than just singing and preaching. And we have so many ideas. Now, I'll tell you this. 
Another thing I learned about being called out. Being called out requires movement. You see, if I call Chuck out right now, it's going to make him uncomfortable, probably is the second. So he has a few options. One, he, if I specifically invite him now to where I am, he can get up and walk towards me. It will require movement. Or he can walk out the door. That also requires movement. When I call him out, come with me, Chuck, he has to make a decision. If I call any of you out, you need to make a decision. Clot requires movement. If you look at the church history all the way back to Abraham and Israel, there was constant movement. God was calling them from this place to that place to this place to that place, sometimes because they made some bad decisions, but continually calling them out. The church today is still on the move. We are still progressing. We have not reached a place where God says it is good enough. Revival constantly reinvents itself. We are on the move, church. It is a journey. We, yes, are on a spiritual journey. That is not new age talk. That is a fact. We are on a spiritual journey. This place right here you sit in right now may not be your end destination. You may not pass away and have your funeral in this church. This may be a stopping point for you. What are you doing while you're here? I want to put it this way, church. Many of you know what this picture is. If, you've, if you're over the age of 40, you know well. You've probably been down this road a few times. If you're under the age of 40, hopefully you've seen cars, one, two, or three, and it will give you some semblance of what Route 66 is. It is a road starting in Chicago, driving through the Midwest, all the way through the southern parts of the states, all the way to California. You're on a journey. And if God told you that you were to go from Chicago to California, Maybe you would hit the gas pedal and go the whole way and not stop because you knew that's where you were ultimately supposed to be. But often is the case, God doesn't tell us what our destination is going to be. Not in 20 years, not in 40 years, not in 10 years, not in five, sometimes not even for the year. I question that often at times. He gives me glimpses. He gives you glimpses. Sometimes he's clear, but often he's not. And I wonder, and this, this picture reminds me why. Because God wants you to not waste the journey. Route 66 is a perfect example. There's over 20 stops on Route 66 that are considered historical, that are considered monuments, that are considered must-sees. But if you go from 1 to 20, you'll skip 19 of them. I don't know if this is step 20 for some of you or step one for some of you, but I do know that this is a step for you. This is a church. It is a congregation. It is a calling out. You came even on a cold day. I know that this is a church who preaches the word of God, who believes in the name of Jesus, who believes in the blood that washes us clean. I know that our worship leaders and our worship team care deeply about who God is and his presence. And I know for a fact that this church believes in the power of prayer and fasting. You found a church that believes in the word of God truly. Therefore, I know for a fact that you are called to be involved. Some of you, more than others, on that list is a, a bunch of things. Some things only require 15 minutes a week, church. Some things require more of your investment in the word of God. What are you called to today? I don't want you to waste your journey. The Bible talks about the servant who is called out, by the way, it's amazing. You go look at that in Matthew and in Luke. When, when Jesus tells the parable of the servants and the talents, he says, the master called out his servants. Not all of them. He called some special ones out, the ten. And he began to give them talents. He began to give them money. 
And some invested and doubled it. Some invested and made some. Some just held on to it and wasted. And the master was so mad. Don't waste your opportunity, whether it's a month here or whether it's 42 years. Shelly Harris didn't waste her opportunity. We're on the move, church. And you, you may say to yourself when you leave here, that young pastor doesn't know what he's talking about. That young pastor, he, he's not casting enough vision. He's not clear with where we're going. Some of you may be right. I don't know exactly where we're going. But I know for sure it's not here. And I know for sure that God is going to do something miraculous. And that the glory of the latter house will be greater than the glory of the former house. That requires you. That requires me. Are you willing to progress? Are you willing to change? Are you willing to get involved, church? We at Kingsway hope you enjoyed this message from Pastor Sean. It was not by chance you listened to it. God is speaking to you. Visit kingswaycc.org to find the podcast from Pastor Sean. We pray today that this somehow inspired you to draw closer to God and to connect with His people, His purpose, and His power. God bless you.